One programming note for listeners, the podcast will be taking a short break, but we'll be back with new episodes on Wednesday, June 1st. Have a happy and safe Memorial Day weekend. In the last episode in our series about healthcare platforms, we'll hear from Seth Joseph, managing director at consulting firm Summit Health. Despite the common perception that platform businesses are overnight success stories, he says it's actually a slower road for most to gain traction and realize growth. It's Thursday, May 26th, and I'm Alex Olgan with GIST Healthcare Daily, where you get the headlines and health business and policy news in under 10 minutes. If you like the podcast, please leave us a rating or a review. It helps other listeners find the show. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This week, we're replaying our four-part series from February and March about the growing interest in investment in healthcare platforms. Here's the show. At the start of our series about the popularity of the platform business model in healthcare, consultants Vince Caritas and Randy Williams helped define platform strategy and discussed which healthcare companies are best positioned to be successful, and the threat these pose to industry incumbents, including health systems. Then we heard from GIST Healthcare co-founders Chaz Rose and Lisa Belomovich, who discussed how health systems should incorporate aspects of platform strategy to gain consumer loyalty. Last Monday, we featured Providence Spinout DexCare, a company aiding health systems in becoming an omni-channel consumer platform. Today, in our last episode in the series, we're going to take a look at the current state of the healthcare platform market with Seth Joseph, Managing Director of Summit Health, a consultancy that helps early-stage companies bring platform strategies to market and advises firms looking to invest in healthcare platform companies. And Seth says it's a hot market right now. We've certainly seen that investment in platforms is absolutely picking up. It's actually on fire. From 2017 to 2021, investments in platforms in digital health grew by 1900% at a time when uh, investment in non-platforms increased by 310%. So there's been tremendous growth overall, but I think lots of investors are starting to realize the potential in platform business models, in platform business structures, the opportunity that network effects creates uh, for both B2C and B2B. 
Seth says while there is a ton of interest and capital in healthcare platforms, creating a successful one with a network effect, which is when the value of a product or service increases the more people use it, can take a while. Traditionally, many people think of platforms as kind of overnight success stories. And the reality is our research suggests that's that's absolutely not the case. It tends to take about five to seven years for network effects to really start um, reaching critical mass to the point where these platforms become kind of self-fulfilling, really gain traction on both sides, and the flywheel starts to uh, really drive significant growth. And um, we've seen that outside of healthcare at organizations like uh, Facebook, but certainly also at SureScripts. Seth, since you ran corporate strategy at SureScripts, one of the early platforms in healthcare founded in 2001 that connects electronic health records and pharmacies, as well as pharmacy benefit managers, to enable e-prescribing, it's now the nation's largest e-prescribing network. I'm wondering how the company solved for the common chicken and egg problem of needing pharmacists to be signed up to get physicians to sign on, and vice versa. The pharmacy industry came together in the form of two trade associations, the National Association of Chain Drug Stores and the National Community Pharmacist Association to found SureScripts. And what that did in part was establish confidence that when there was an organization in the middle that was brand new, that was out there going and presenting its solution and its infrastructure to EHRs, to doctors, to e-prescribing applications, that it could represent itself as, in fact, representing the pharmacy industry. And that gave a lot of confidence that this was going to be an industry-backed sort of standard solution. And it made it easier for EHRs and e-prescribing applications to decide okay, well, if we're going to do e-prescribing, SureScript sounds like it makes an awful good partner. And so SureScript solved the chicken and egg problem in large part by uh, being founded by two of the pharmacy trade associations who saw the value that electronic prescribing could bring to their members. Another important thing for new platforms is to build relationships and establish trust with the parties that you want to be on your platform. So how did SureScripts do that? SureScripts established a set of rules. Anybody and everybody, whether on the pharmacy side, on the PBM side, or on the EHR and doctor side, anybody who could meet the implementation and certification requirements could connect to SureScripts. So it was a fair playing field. So SureScripts, for instance, created rules uh, ensuring that nothing would come between Uh, the physician choice of therapy, and the patient's choice of pharmacy. And so they they created a set of rules, a governance structure, very much to ensure that there was trust in the system. And certainly, I think that's a big challenge that platforms face. As you mentioned earlier, platforms can take several years to become successful, longer than, say, software as a service or SaaS businesses, like electronic health record companies, for example. And platforms tend to fail at a higher rate than other businesses. Can you walk me through some of the reasons of why this is the case? The business of a platform we've seen is just quite remarkably different from a traditional tech or SaaS-based business. There are lots of different considerations. And the challenge with platforms is 
if your go-to-market in any one vertical is contingent upon your ability to be successful in an entirely different vertical, whether it's pharmacies and ambulatory doctors or pharmacies and payers, payers and pharma, you're just adding complexity on top of complexity. So really solving for chicken and egg problems, staging and sequencing of which side you go to first, thinking about business models can be really uh, different in, in platforms. Uh, most platforms tend to subsidize one or in fact, multiple sides in order to spur adoption. That raises questions. Which side do you subsidize? Do you subsidize both sides or all sides? Do you figure out how to monetize elsewhere? All the while, of course, figuring out how to create a, a viable business that actually delivers returns to investors. That may be part of the reason we see platforms fail at higher rates because investors were, were expecting SaaS metrics. They were expecting SaaS revenue uh, and platforms just aren't built that way to deliver the immediate returns. The good news for, for anybody building a platform and certainly for investors is our research suggests platforms, once they do reach a critical mass, uh, they grow faster, they are more scalable, they deliver superior returns to investors. Can you point to examples of other companies creating healthcare platforms that you think are doing it right and why? GoodRx, they are a fantastic example of somebody who saw the, a challenge of information asymmetry in the market. They also saw a challenge in uh, consumers frequently face exorbitant out-of-pocket costs at the pharmacy. They don't know where to get help. GoodRx figured out a way to work with PBMs uh, to, in fact, offer their own discount card programs to consumers. GoodRx built a tremendous brand, a platform to allow essentially drug discount uh, programs to compete against each other and for consumers to be the beneficiary. I think they've, uh, they've had an excellent strategy and approach. Can you give me any examples in the physician or health system space? Mayo Clinic is being incredibly, incredibly deliberate in their process as I understand it. From what I understand, pursuing a platform business strategy is a board level initiative. It's headed up, of course, by Dr. Halamka, who's incredibly brilliant. They are taking a very long-term view around the imperative of Mayo Clinic becoming a real platform. The fact that it's a board level initiative uh, that they've got a 10-year vision, I think is incredibly important. Looking forward, how do you see the next several years of platform development and healthcare playing out? What are some of the areas you are most excited about? Our firm has done analysis. We see a $1 trillion market opportunity for platforms in healthcare. Uber and Lyft have completely redefined what previously was thought of as the taxi cab industry and now is the ride hailing industry. They've unlocked new markets. I think there are tremendous opportunities in healthcare for platforms to create massive, massive value for different sets of constituents. Um, what we are certainly seeing is there's huge opportunity for marketplaces. Uh, 
we see massive opportunities in data platforms, Innovacer, Evidation, TrueVeta, all solving different types of data interoperability problems. One thing we're really, really bullish on is provider enablement platforms. Platforms like DocStation, like Alidate, are bringing together the long tail of certain markets like pharmacists or like physicians, allowing them to remain independent, but benefit from a platform technology and connectivity with another market's constituent payers um, to realize in the upside. And then the final piece I'll mention that uh, we're excited about is infrastructure platforms uh, like Vericred, Redox, that are providing a single point of infrastructure that multiple sides can use. For Redox, it's digital health applications and health systems. In Vericred's case, it is benefit technology vendors and uh, health plan carriers. This investment in infrastructure, I think, is just going to continue to bring down costs in a way that only is going to increase the pace of innovation. That was Seth Joseph, Managing Director of Summit Health. Thanks for listening to GIST Healthcare Daily. I'm Alex Olkin. You can check out more insights on healthcare business and policy news on GISTHealthcare.com. GIST Healthcare Daily is an independent production of GIST Healthcare. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com.